You're listening to the Seven Ball Breakfast Show with your host, Andy Clark, and his hangers on, Paul Ryan Alcock, on 7 FM. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Yeah, good. How are you? you? I'm very well. Got the dream team back. Well, it's just the two of us. It's cosy. Oh, give us a cuddle. <laughs> oh, oh, come here, you big thing. <laughs> you big thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's already started. It's, oh, it's, it's good. It's good. We've got loads of stuff coming up today. We got, so we're going to talk about the... Well, I'm not happy with this, but First Class is uh, it's not going with First Great Western, but it's, it's going to be reduced. Oh, you're going to have to slum it. Absolutely. Missing Malaysian Airlines uh, flight dis- system disabled. That is the very latest. Yeah, yeah, talking about that. Um, just released about uh, an hour ago. That was... Uh, in the air as a <laughs> as as it's called Eurowith. Yes, it's indeed. either that or Barry. Isn't it? <laughs> we we started on him early as well. He won't be listening. No, he won't be in bed. So we'll talk about Cheltenham, um, Lord Windermere triumphs in the Gold Cup thriller, which is great news. And of course, which is very sad, Labour stalwart uh, Tony Mendy is at eighty-eight. We had the chance to in- well, we didn't have the chance. I was looking. Oh yes. to get the opportunity to interview him a few months yeah, ago. That's right. I remember now. You said that um, to do with the triumph. Um, Oh, the way that Triumph, Triumph Motorcycles were right. completely revamped back in the 80s, yeah. Oh, that's shame. That, that could have been yeah. one of the last interviews as well. Yeah, it would have been nice. But well, anyway, there we go. That's what we're doing today. Um, we've got the local, we've got the news uh, in the papers coming up um, on the front pages. We've got some great music. We've got uh, Kate Bush. Well, we're going to play some of her songs. She's not here. I, uh, I was pity she's not here. I like her. I like Kate Bush. She was of our era. She was of our era. In fact, there's a tweet going to go out later and it says that, calm down, Clark is. (laughs) (coughs) I did have a bit, I did ring up her dad once. You're joking. No. When you worked for BT? When I worked for BT. That's exactly right. That's what people say when I worked for BT. Yeah, I did. I found his number and ring him up. He lived on a farm down in Surrey, I think it was. Right. (coughs) True story. Yeah, they did. Yeah, buying up. (laughs) Can I speak to Kate, please? (laughs) (laughs) It's your daughter there. Yeah. Our my Kate, mate, my mate Francis. Uh, yeah, he wants to go out there and kiss her. <laughs> <coughs> oh, brilliant! It's all happening. It is. Yeah. So we got all that coming up. Uh, we've also got uh, an interview with um, Ollie, not Ollie Murs. I keep thinking it's Ollie Murs, but it's not Ollie Murs. Jolly Ollie, is it? Ollie Jolly or something it's like Ollie, that? Yeah, it's Ollie Smith. Okay. Um, and he is a uh, wine guru, I believe. Well, he is, actually. That no, doesn't mean he just drinks a lot, does it? No, it doesn't. No, no, he is doesn't. knowledgeable as well. Very knowledgeable, indeed. Oh, there's a bit of popcorn in the background. Yeah, quite literally, mate. Still he is, mate. Yeah, not He's, um... <clears throat> yeah, he's going to be talking about wine, and, uh, apparently we like white wine more than red wine. Oh, I do. You do? Yeah. Does that make you a girl? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. I like I put wine. lemonade and an umbrella in it as well. Oh, is that good okay? man, yeah. yeah. It's alright. It is poorly colada. <laughs> Paulie Collada. <laughs> I like that. That's a new cocktail just it been is. invented. It is. Paulie Collada. What's going to happen in it? It's going to have some battery acid, a bit of... Uh, yeah, a bit of <laughs> car... Bit of gin. Yeah, a bit of gin. <laughs> and a bit of dirt. A bit of dirt. Can't be a bit dirt, of dust. Mate. A bit of dust. Yeah, daft. <laughs> What have you been doing this week then? You've been working down the old docks? I have been, yeah. I don't think, you know, I'm trying to think. I should prepare my brain to think if anything exciting's happened this week. Mm. It's been quite a quiet week, really. How's the fam? Are they alright? The fam, uh, the fam is Fantastic. Fine. Is foin. They're foin. Yeah. Yeah. Had any, uh, had any contact with, well, you have had some contact with the uh, Swedish contingent because I drunkenly put a tweet out, didn't I? <laughs> no, I knew it was drunk. <laughs> I knew you were drunk. <laughs> I knew you were Karen drunk. Karen was not happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's okay. I've been given the clearance now. You've got the clearance. trip, yeah. Excellent. Thanks to your tweet. Thank you. That gave me the excuse to say, and Andy's asked about Sweden again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Andy, Andy, it's all Andy's fault. 
<laughs> so we've got permission for uh, takeoff from runway 27 to yeah. uh, taxi down in Nenton. But do you know I knew you were drunk when you were <laughs> <laughs> You hadn't put... There was nothing in it. No, it was just... Obvious. Come on and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, rah, 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 rah. I just helped you out by tagging them in the Facebook. Well, post. the thing is, I I was on me. Fo- it was I was stas- it Was I sat down at the restaurant? I think I was. And uh, I just uh, I tried to find them and I couldn't. So I thought if I put their names, I'm sure you'll read <laughs> whatever it is. Them. I tag them. Listen, you broke the cardinal rule though. Never did post I... anything when you're drunk. Oh, I know. Never. It's fatal. It's disastrous. Well, when I used the word drunk, I had two pints as a fair. Uh, I know. Some some beer called Pongo or something. Pongo. You could have been that drunk because you'd spell everything properly. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, it was just it was just uh, you know when you've had a drink and you think, uh, why not? Why not? Why and not post those pictures? Yeah, of Paul in the bath <laughs> with a squirrel. <laughs> and you know, afterwards you think, I wish I'd posted the other ones as well now. But no, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. With a sheep. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant stuff. So I'll be getting a sheep. You what? Might be getting a sheep. You've got a plastic one out there. Yeah, I know. But we might. Is it a sheep? Is that the word? Or is it is sheep? Yeah. Is plural and singular, isn't it? Yeah. So we might be getting a couple of sheep. I say plural is shep, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sheps. No sheeps. Sheps. <laughs> sheps. We might be getting a couple of sheep to go in the field. Oh, fantastic! Our rich from across the way said he's got some that are just not that good. So we can have them. He got some second-hand sheep. You don't yeah. want. <clears throat> what are you going to use them for? Well, Wool. just no, just for pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that? <laughs> Can you use sheep what, for the, pleasure purposes? What's the handle for the RSPCA? Is it at it's RSPCA? Nine, nine double nine and, and ask for, <laughs> yeah, inspector. So the, ple- the pleasure sheep are arriving. Well, I don't know. I mean, I use the word pleasure. For, it's pets, I suppose. That's I, the I knew correct what you term, isn't it? So you're not going to short... I was going to say shave them. I'm going to shave them. <laughs> what do you say? Sure. Sheer. Sheer, that's sure the word. them. I'm not going to show them. Put, Hello, my friends. And put a little shawl around them. Ah, my darlings. Come here. I thought sure was the past tense of sheer. Did you? Shear them. Yeah, they've shorn. Like. Shorn. Shear them. Shorn. Shorn the sheep. Shorn. Like. <laughs> so you're not going to do that? Shorn the sheep. Isn't yeah, that there a- is a program called. <laughs> this is so random. I know. Yeah, there is a program called Shorn the Sheep. Yeah. It's very good. I watch it. it. You watch amusing. it all the time. Yeah. So you're not going to be coming <clears throat> in with your homemade jumpers then? No, no, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, what, um, apparently there's n- they are zero maintenance. You just stick them in the field and leave them. And okay. I said to, to Rich, what about, like, making a house for them? <laughs> well, not a house, you know. <laughs> the three <laughs> beds attached, like, with <laughs> en suite. <laughs> and he said, no, 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 they, they didn't need, they got, they got coats, haven't they? I thought, what, yeah. they, what you bring, and then I realised what you meant. <laughs> he said coats. Oh, you they got their own put coats. jackets yeah. on them. What about milk? Because you can milk them. I won't be doing that. <laughs> well, they have to have baby sheeps. Lambs. They do, yeah, before they produce milk. And the thing is, if we ever get stuck for Sunday, we can always cut a leg off one of them. <laughs> You'd have to amputate it in a controlled <coughs> fashion so you didn't kill it, though, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, 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 just from the head down. Yeah. Exactly. That seems fair enough. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, I mean, like. whether that happens or not, I don't know. Karen was sort of a bit, what? More, it's like the first thing is more responsibility at, uh, for, for, for you. Her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for her, exactly. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that'll happen. Um, She's turning into Felicity Kendall slowly. Definitely, yeah. Nothing wrong this with is that. The, this is the good life. Yeah. Our chickens are laying. Yeah, I saw some eggs in the kitchen. That's yeah, if good. you want to take some back with you, then, yes, please. then you can. As, then we're <laughs> chicken, as we're chickenless. Chickenless. Yeah. Oh. They've all moved out. They've all been Charlie Boyd. Yeah. Did say, didn't I? I know. Yeah, I didn't want to go on about it all day, but I will. <laughs> the thing is, they do, it, it, where you live, because you live like, well, like this, it's quite rural, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and, yeah. Um, you know, we just... just Fox City. But you almost need to go through this to prove to yourself you need to do... Yeah, yeah. You know... So we might have to put some fences up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that between us. Cool. All six of us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> mm. We've managed to talk nonsense for ten <clears> minutes <throat> already. We have, actually. Should we play a song? Completely unscripted. People sometimes think we script this. 
Would you? Would you really? Do they? <laughs> oh no! I wondered if people might think we. Script who, who? Who on earth would think we script this rubbish? Well, nobody's listened. <laughs> no one's listening. No people. people <laughs> I think people assume we've got it all written down. We had a talk about it. Yeah, we had a lot of people. Well, I do write a lot. I do write this stuff down. Yeah, the news is all prepared, so we're yeah. ready. But the stuff we the, the stuff we talk about <laughs> just comes out of our Heads. sad little brains. Or our yeah, the other side. But you, look, you look like you're going to play a song. I think I am. You're poised. I think I am. I'm going to play a bit of Katy Perry featuring uh, Juicy J, and because we're talking about animals, so I think this is quite appropriate. This is yeah. Dark Horse. It's on. On 7FM, we'll be back. It's 8 at 11 and 34 seconds, but it'll be 40 seconds later when you hear that, of course. Due to technology.
uh, how long is that? That's probably around 30 minutes and 33 seconds of my life and your <laughs> life that we won't get back. <laughs> that was a bit of a... Oh. Uh, that wasn't the song I thought it was, actually. No, Katie, what are you doing? That's... Well, didn't she even in it? Well, I don't know. She did do a bit of ding-donging in the background, didn't, didn't she? she? Dig dog. Didn't like that. Dig dog. Dig dog. <laughs> I used to work with a guy who uh, we was nick- a ding dong. We nicknamed him Ding Dong because you could tell if he was on the phone to the women. To the women, was he like to um, a woman? <laughs> to a woman. I won't mention his last name, but he was called James. He won't listen. I might tell him he's been mentioned, and um, you could tell if it was a woman on the phone because he'd suddenly go, "Oh, hello." Oh, hello. And he he was too young <laughs> to even know who, uh, Leslie Phillips was. <laughs> so I said, "Ding Dong, Ding, ding Dong James, James." We called him. Fantastic. Hello. Oh, hello. James here. Yes. What seems to be the problem? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit Austin Powers. But yeah, it was ba- baby, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's great. There you go. So it's the second week that it's just me and you. Yes. What, so what no are Barry. All, what are their excuses this week? Uh, I don't know. He's lost lost touch, isn't he? What's Not he doing? Washing his, washing his face. feet. <laughs> <laughs> and his face. Washing his armpits. Uh, what's Mandy doing? She probably doesn't have time to put all her makeup on. She doesn't understand the spreadsheet. Uh, right. <laughs> She's not... Someone who's an editor or a deputy editor or whatever. Sub-editor. Sub-editor. She's not very technical, is she? No. She is ace, though. But, yeah, you're right. She just came back. She's, the thing is, I misunderstood what she said, and she must have misunderstood what I said, because I sent the spreadsheet out. Well, you so, said I never want to see you again in no, the studio. I did, yeah. Never never dark you might these doors again. <laughs> like that cat did it 3.03 this morning. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. So, um, he, I said... If you can just add... Well, you saw it, because you were on the email, weren't I you? did, you yeah. just change the colours to when you're available. It's and a spreadsheet, we'll, it's quite it's, simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, it's right green, and click, yeah. Amber. <laughs> and she came out and said, oh, I couldn't change the colours, um, but it was different <laughs> to the last one you sent. <laughs> and I went back and said, well, it would be, because it was a different date. <laughs> but what she meant, I think, was that I'd... She said she's available every other week. Oh, right, okay. So I got the... the uh, frequency wrong, and okay. I put her when she was not available. I put her as available. Oh, I, see, I, I think see. that's what she meant. Okay, but it's just the way she said. Well, the one you sent before was different. Just like well, <laughs> di- the dates were different in it. That's why love. So couldn't she update it then? No, right. Update the spreadsheet. So if she's available every other week, I've added that in. Why is she not here this week? If she wasn't here last week, because she wasn't. She was working. She's working today, but she wasn't last week because we said we didn't want her. We said we didn't want her. Oh, I don't know. I get, I'm confused. She gets, <laughs> she gets muddled, bless her. I don't her. know. I'm muddled. I don't even know what my name is. Um, right, so she... Anyway, she's what? not here. She's not here. Why is she only available every other week, then? What's <clears throat> her excuse for that? She works every other week. Oh, does she? Yeah. For... Every Saturday. Every other Saturday. For a real job or for... For a, yeah, slave for a stripping then the docks. Stripping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll let her off for that. We'll then. let her off with that one, I think. Couldn't she go to work after she's been here? Wouldn't hurt her to have an hour off, would it? I suppose I you, you, the, the paper doesn't stop, does it? Well, it could do for us. Well, it could do. Sorry, the headlines are late. I know there's been a nuclear war kicked off, but yeah. I was down seven FM and I missed yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Sorry about, about that. that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I keep well, laughing. Sorry about that. That's all right. So, um, should we do a news item? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Which one do you want to do? Well, whichever one I can. Um, Don't I, do the, the the bottom one because there's some audio with that, and I, 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 I we'll can't do, do the news. Why? Because I well, I've lost my reading glasses. Oh, really? No, I've got them here somewhere. Okay. Would you want me to do it, then? No, which one are we doing? Uh, oh, I can... Do you know what? Actually, my eyes aren't that bad. Yeah, I made it bigger. Thank you. <laughs> do the top one. I might have to frown a bit when I'm reading it. Um, and if I get any words wrong, we'll muddle them up. That's because I haven't got my reading glasses. It's okay. nothing to do with my inability to... Oh, oh squeak. Was that you? I was looking for glass. Ah, squeak. Let's give this a go. So, crucial plan to convert first-class train carriages. 
Uh, thousands more standard-class seats are to be created on First Great Western trains by converting some first-class carriages. First Great Western network capacity... Oh, I can't read it. You'll have to do it. Really? That's really sad. Oh, I'm old. Oh, this is very terrible. You did. Okay, oh, so... I can see him, I can see him, I can see him. Oh. This is just... This has gone from being good to rubbish. No, 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 we're good. I like the picture I put of you up last week with these. Yes. And then <laughs> Phil Collins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> you did look like Phil Collins. Thanks. Dr. I think Phil. you said it. Okay. Right, I've got it. I'm okay. Now I'm cooking. Right. Um, so they're going to convert some first-class carriages. <laughs> if I get it wrong now, I've got no excuse. Um, first-class carriages are never regularly more than 70% full, and making the switch is crucial to boot net boost network capacity. Not happy with that, personally. No, I know. Well, you'll have to find somewhere else to sit. I'll sit with all the scum. It's all empty. Remember that time I came and sat next to you and got thrown out? Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. We might have to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> the plan will deliver 3,000 extra standard seats on high-speed services into London during peak times. The first converted carriages will be finished in June, and the entire First Great Western Fleet, which serves the southwest of England and South Wales, will be completed by the summer of 2015. Managing Director Mark Copwood said that the only long-term solution to busy services were more trains. Well, that's probably fair enough. New inter- Intercity Express trains are on their way, Mr Hopwood added, but said the conversion of existing carriages was crucial, thank you, in the interim period. A standard carriage contains 80 seats. I bet you know this, don't you? You're the sort of thing you know. 32 more than a first-class carriage. And currently, first Great Western's high-speed trains are made up of either six standard and two first-class carriages, or five standard and two and a half first... You know, two and a half carriages. Because the half is the buffet car. Ah, OK, fair enough. After the conversion, there will still be one and a half first-class carriages, but trains, so you still have somewhere to sit. Yeah, <clears throat> I sit in carriage H. Always the same one? Yeah. Why's that? Because I like it. It's furthest away from the, uh, the other end. The riffraff. No, it's not. To be honest, all it is is if, because I've got this app, the first Great Western app, which yeah. is, fa- I've got to be honest, is fantastic. I've got it. You have as well. Yeah. It is fantastic. The only thing I don't understand is you can't reserve a seat with it, where you can on the web, oh. and you get to see which seat it is, and you get okay. the preference of front or back. Facing or back. I don't like back because oh, yeah. I feel sick when I get Traveling off. backwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like if I drove backwards, then it'd be a nightmare, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Can you slide mine down as well? <coughs> oh, I coughed. I didn't Can do it. Can you slide mine down? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, the We're fast right. show, isn't it? <laughs> Ted Fleming. <Yeah. laughs> oh, careful. Got acoustic shock. Sorry. Um, yeah, so that's, other than that, it's great. And the other thing is I don't understand why you can't buy an M ticket on the day of travel. What's an M ticket? It's, the M ticket is the one that um, is electronic, and you get a discount on it, oh, and you okay. just show them, and right. it's great because you just freak them out. It, it's like I was on a conference call, and the thing is, first class, I, I paid the difference between first yeah, class at your and own pocket. yeah, at my own pocket between my 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 client's <laughs> bill and myself. <laughs> yeah. So I don't charge them for the first class upgrade bit, but it's an advantage to them because it's quieter. And you haven't got anybody looking over your shoulder at your project plan, like I had when I did travel normal class the other week. Yeah, but the thing is that that person helped you. Well, he did, actually. He said, hang on, the lead time on that. You've got the dependencies are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, he was a tramp as well, so I don't understand him any more about planning than me. Well, that's not either, really. He was a tramp. He was an expert in critical path analysis. (laughs) Yes, he was. Good God. I think you're fine. Yeah, your dependencies are inversed, and you need to add FS plus 10 to that. Anyway, yeah, so, um... But yes. I did try to gatecrash you in first class. You did, once. you did. And I think we might have told this story before, but if anybody's not heard it, so we happened to be on the same train, didn't we? Just yeah. coincidentally, I was with the uh, with the rest of the cattle in the yes. back, yes. and you were with the elite up the yes. front or whatever way It always smells of feet, I think, when you get <laughs> off at Stonehouse. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> if you live in Stonehouse, sorry. No, not, not Stonehouse. Oh, you don't mean Stonehouse. No, the train, the carriage, as you come through, 
and get towards carriage C, where you've got to get off at B. Right. I, I always smell like heat and feet. That's probably the feet of it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you, we were texting each other, and you yeah. said, oh, come on up, come on up. So I popped up and sat there and sat there, and no one moved me. Then the guy came by, didn't he? He went, have you got a ticket? I went, oh, I'm, I'm at the back, just chatting to him. No, but, yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> no, but, yeah, he but, walked past, and you stopped him to tell him. I'm too honest. But why did you bother? Because if I'd got caught later, then I'd have been... Well, you could have just got up and said, I'm really sorry. Oh, I could have went, oh, hang on, no, this isn't first They put class. me the wrong blimmin' ticket, there yeah. you go, and actually gone through the old... Hang on, why are we talking about how to commit <laughs> rail fraud? <laughs> just, hang on, because the thing is, I did tweet this out, but FGW in it, so I, they might be listening. They might be, but anyway, I didn't, and I you, got away with right. it. Honest is the, is the best policy. But the second time he came by, he just, he didn't say a word, he just raised his eyebrows at me, and I went, yeah. I'm off. And that sign, a coffee yeah. advert sign. Yeah, and then I, yeah, <laughs> and I had to go back. Mind you, we were, no, I've been in there for about half an hour. We'd only been chatting. Yeah, quite literally. And, and I didn't have the, um, I didn't have the free tea or cake. No, I, I had. Tempted. I always have the same thing. Tea. I have, uh, I don't like almonds, but I always have almond, um, <laughs> almond pasted croissants. Is that, is there a technical name for them? Uh, um, I think you've just made it. Yeah. And a bit yeah. of, uh, a bit of fruit cake. Right. And they do this breakfast bun. Okay. Which is basically, uh, it's like, it's like muesli and cake. In, in, a a, in a tea cake. No, not in a bun. It's yeah. not actually not a bun. It's a cake, tea cake. Right. Is it a tea cake? I have no idea. <laughs> in a fairy cake. Of course, they say they're free. They're not. You're paying them for them, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, you are, in the upgrade cost. Yeah. But you also get bigger seats. Yeah. You get a table to yourself. Yeah, you get some leather. You get on. some leather to sit on, and you can recline them to a horizontal. Can you? No. <laughs> I didn't think you could. But, you know, it's the thought that counts. Anyway, it's just how the other half looks. But to be honest, as long as... Uh, to be fair, there is... You could probably never fill up a, a carriage and a half with... Out of the two and a half carriages of first class. True. Um, you could never do it. There was a big difference as well, wasn't it? When I think... When I asked him how much it would be to upgrade, it's, not, it's 200 pounds, I mean, it's really... It, like, so I think roughly from, Chal- from Gloucester to uh, London uh, peak is 141. Whereas for, uh, standard class, I think seventy-one-ish or something like that. That's oh, not that much. Yeah, but if you if you go off peak, which is like half an hour later or yeah. something like that, I can't remember the exact times. From Gloucester, if you book it, so I'll book the ticket today, yeah. and I'll bear the risk of not going to London on Tuesday, and I'll have to just uh, absorb that. Okay. It'll cost me forty-three pound, I think, roughly, oh. to go first class. Or 33, standard class. Oh, see, it's not much, is it? No. So £10, you get a cup of tea and a bit of cake. Yeah, and you get two, two hours of pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> That's all carriage. Yeah, it is, yeah. Is that extra? Or yeah. you just well, no, you get that included. It's built in. I think it is. I think it's time for an ad break now. It is. On 7FM. night, there are two sounds a spreading household fire can make. Here's the first. And here's the second. Which would you rather hear? Make sure you fit a smoke alarm and test it weekly. Fire kills. You can prevent it. Red's your colour, <laughs> yellow's your colour, and slightly pink with blue spots is no, your no, colour. No, no, don't, don't. So they might say, don't, please. Don't wear red, it makes you look fat. For example, <laughs> why you look at me? I didn't look at you. Right. Got these trainers, and on Sunday I went out for a. I'm going to give this a go, a little bit of a run. Go on, then. I ain't kidding. Thirty seconds, oh, I was wh- I was breathing out of places I didn't realise I could breathe out of. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a blowhole? <laughs> <laughs> the Seven Ball Breakfast Show 
each Saturday from 8 till 10 a.m. Join Andy along with his crew and join in the fun and chat at 7fm.com. To advertise on 7FM, email us at radio at 7FM.com. Somebody remind me where I am, Miami or Timbuktu. Did I ever tell you my uncle's monkey ran away from the zoo? Would you tell me what this all means? What happens if I go through that door? Cause I'm looking up at the ceiling, but it's turning into the floor. Ooh, when I'm bored, I kinda drift away. I'm not sure.
Uh, what a fantastic song. Local girl there, Lily yep. Allen, who you happen to see in, in Brockwood Tesco's. Tesco's. You did. I know, that was really cool. <coughs> yeah, good good stuff. Good uh, stuff. Just saying off air, weren't we, that uh, it's not like I had a long chat with her or anything, but no. I just... Did you have any chat with her? No, I did make eye contact. What did she do? Did she give you that look? I licked my lips, trying to look sexy. How um, did you do that? I saw it. Oh, right, okay. You like, someone sexy, told me yeah. that looks sexy. Yeah, it does, really. Uh, it probably looked like I was dribbling. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but since I've seen her in Tesco... She's, she's a person, not an object. She's a person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, uh, <laughs> uh, Indeed. Yeah, just yeah. Anyway, we've just had a funny moment, didn't we, in the studio? Yeah, we did. Um, so, those of you that know Clark as... No, he, he occasionally gets a little slightly bit obsessed with things. About stuff. And we've just spotted a mark on the roof of the studio. Um, so I went to investigate. Ceiling. Ceiling. Yeah, not the roof. Sorry, no. that's outside. We're not that obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it wasn't Mark, it was Dave. It wasn't a f- bit of fluff like we thought it was. It was a spider. So that's that's already bad because I'm terrified of spiders. So I poked it with a screwdriver. Uh, it launched itself from the ceiling and now landed on the desk. Yeah. And then you had a frantic 25, 30 seconds trying to prevent it going into the desk well, and then I, it's I don't, I'm not frightened. I'm trying to find it. It's gone under the keypad. And now it's just ran off. Because I've glued the keypad in a position of semi-uprightness. I can't get to it. I, I'm trying to get it. I mean, I don't want to hurt it. And then we just had that funny conversation where I said, well, it'll probably go back up there. And you said, well, how did it get, how did it get up there? <laughs> and I said it went up in a spider lift, which I think was quite cool. I think it was very funny. Very funny. But anyway, I just <clears> thought, <throat> if it does go and lay, because I really don't like spiders, if it did happen to lay its eggs under the desk... And no, I, not and under, I, it's in. I don't in want it desk. getting in through these faders. I don't want it getting through no, there no, no, and no, running I, up and down. And yeah, that's fair enough. Pushing them up and down in the wrong place. I was just worried... Um, I was just worried that one day I might be doing my first show and about a million spiders come piling out the desk. Yeah, that's that'd be entertaining. Not anyway, so Lily Allen, yeah, yeah. Do I should I tweet? Dare tweet her? Why not? If you want to get in touch today, you can email us at, at studio at seven fm dot com. You can phone us even. Uh, we can put you on out on oh one four five two three four eight five double five. You can tweet us at our Twitter address, which is at seven fm dot. Well, it's just at 7FM. It's just 7FM. We don't use the at sign. That's uncool, Barry says. Is that right? What does he know about social media and the expert? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can Facebook us at facebook.com slash 7FM. You can go to the website. You can go to 7FM.com. You can go to the mobile phone portal, which is 7FM.com slash mobile. Or lastly, uh, you can SMS us, MMS us a picture of you. Uh, or <laughs> iMessages. In, we keep on trying that, we? Don't do. We? Nobody does. It's 07773 629 I'll repeat that. 07773 629 And any uh, of your normal call charges or text charges will apply, or if you have an in-bundled thing, then... And, and we decided that anyone can Skype us now. Yeah, anyone we? can, yeah, we don't care. Because, as I said... Well, my, Skype is another way, yeah. My, my, my Mike Myers, dear no. old brother... Who's younger than me? Yep. Said he listens every day, every week. Every day. In Mumbai. Wow. So if you are listening, Glyn, just or unless you just told me that to try and make me feel happy, then you should be able to Skype us. Indeed. And I've, and I've just seen what Barry's up to. What's he doing? He's going to be um, big banging today. Big banging. What does yeah. that mean? What talking about the big bang? <laughs> no, he's off to uh, the big bang fair. Oh. Whatever that is. Oh. Uh, I think it's sciencey. Oh, well, that sounds good. So that's what Why didn't he invite us to that? I, I don't know. He looks Not like happy. he's just tweeted a picture of his children having breakfast. Lovely. That's ah, calling with the, that bacon looks nice. Call in with some bit of bacon, though. Oh. So that's what he's up to. 
Phil Meeks has emailed in. Backlisting as usual missed last week as I was in Rochester with 450 Radio Caroline listeners at the 50th birthday party oh, really? of Radio Caroline. Again, oh, we didn't have an invite to that. Fantastic. What's going on? I'm just disappointed you didn't say to all those people... I'm Make us listen to 7 yeah, while exactly. you're here. Yeah, it probably would go, go I, wrong. Hope all goes well today, no blips. What do you mean? Was there blips, Stan? We don't have blips, What's he saying about blips? Can we only... Aren't there those things that you have... Uh, they had in the war to stop people bombing us? Oh, it's blimps. Blimps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and is his new... Uh, his, his strap line is, without music, there would be silence. Oh, I like that. I, I, like did, that. I did message him. Well, I didn't message him. He, was, he said on Facebook he had a bit busy day. Yeah. So I said, and that hopefully includes listening to the show, which he obviously is doing. So yes. Always nice to have him along. Yeah. I'm a bit intimidated by Phil. He is quite intimidating because of yeah. his expertness and his professionalness. Yeah. And his... Oh, there it is. Uh, he's, he's getting all lined up, Ness. <laughs> yeah. Because <clears throat> he's like a real radio presenter and I'm not. I just come around here with my big ideas. Yeah, you do. Play. And that big chip on your shoulder as well. Yeah. Do you... Um, did you go to Cheltenham this week? Uh, well, you obviously... Not the races. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you no, go? I didn't. I no. didn't. So, uh, Lord Windermere triumphs in the Gold Cup thriller. Lord Windermere, ridden by David Russell, won a thrilling Cheltenham Gold Cup at 20 to 1 by edging on his own in a photo fidget. loves the devil. Right, bet. <laughs> Don't play that forwards because it'll say wrong thing. By edging on his own. Really? There, that's the name of the horse. Okay. In a photo finish. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, got you. <laughs> yeah. The giant bolster was third while. F- favourite Bobsworth ended up in fifth. The results stood after a steward's inquiry ruled Lord Windermere did not interfere with on his own. This sounds... Do you, do you remember the Derek and Clive? Uh, <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> I just had a flashback to it. I, well, I don't think we, think we should talk, talk about it. About no, it not on it. Rudy no. parts, no, it wasn't was. it? And it's coming up on the inside. Uh, it means <laughs> Jim Cullity has now won... Is that the right name? Have I pronounced it right? I'm uh, not I've into horses. I've lost it. Has now won the race as a trainer as well as jockey. He rode best mate to three... He rode his best mate to three consecutive Gold <laughs> Cup <laughs> wins ten years ago. I know. Oh. That's what I said. All right. Honest. I cannot believe it, he said. Halfway round, I was going to sack the jockey. <laughs> he's not moved a muscle, and he's come from nowhere. It's a dream. Oh, that's a bit nasty, isn't it? It saying is, that? yeah. I'll wake up in a minute, he says, from his <laughs> sleep. The finish was one of the cu- closest in Gold Cup history as Lord Windermere on his own and the giant bolster all burst They're all the all, They are all horses. <laughs> coming up on the inside, coming up on the inside. Accompanied by second favourite, Sylvini... Sylvini... Silviniaccio Conti, I Thank reckon. Thank you. Yes, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> Who eventually came fourth. Oh, dear. So, you do, do you ever go to the uh, Gold Cup, then? I've I've never been, despite living around here all my life. I've never been. I've been to the races once. Yeah. That was because a friend Born, of mine happened to be... He was mayor of Cheeksbury, and he had a charity day. Oh, lovely. So, when I say I went to the races, I didn't go with all the plebs. No. I got dressed up in my suit and then had a posh meal in a restaurant, oh, which lovely. overlooked the course. Oh, nice. And when I felt warm enough, I wandered out and had a look at the horse and came back in again. Fantastic. It was a good day, actually. It was a nice day. It was good. I can see where people get a bit of a buzz. I mean, we were only betting like 50p. Yeah. Did you win anything? Yeah, for uh, a million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we broke even. Good. I think we broke even. It was a good day out. Yeah. But, you know, I think if you live around here, that having 50,000 extra people... It's a noise. Uh, noise. It's annoying and a noisy noise. Yeah. It's just hassle, isn't it? You just kind of keep off the road. Although I've had to go around to fair places in Cheltenham this week, picking up the children and doing... And it's been as quiet as anything. Yeah, exactly. Because the people, people are at the races and everybody else, the locals, thinks we'll stay off the roads. Stay off the road. All the local people do that. Brilliant. Fantastic. So yeah, indeed. What, what was in, did, uh, <coughs> did Big Baz come in then? Was he up, did he come up on the rails he, he, and it was last? I don't know. He came in at 15th, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. 
Not sure. But it's, um, I'm, the only thing I can remember about Cheltenham Festival is I did my motorcycle test during the Cheltenham Festival oh, in Cheltenham. Oh, my word. Back in 1941. Yeah. You know, whenever it was 80-something, 80 85 or 6. Would it have been? 88. I don't know. No, earlier than that. <clears throat> Would it? Yeah. I was 18, 17 or 18. I had a car license before I had a bike license, didn't I? Or not? We were 17. Uh, it would have been about, oh, maybe mid-85, 86. Okay, could have been. Yeah, it could have been. And um, I remember that, because um, in them days, what used to happen is, you didn't do any CBT, none of that. And basically, the bloke used to walk around the opposite direction to oh, you. And yeah, you kept, right. kept going around a block of houses in, yep. you know, probably about three miles or something. <laughs> do you know, I had a few disasters in my motorcycle test. Because they send you off in a figure of eight, don't they? Yeah, you that's say. Right. It's not They don't follow you like they do yeah. now with headphones and a microphone. Yeah. The guy would appear with his clipboard in various places. Stand there and put his hand up. Well, that, I got another story about that. <laughs> you hit him. <laughs> well, you're not far off, actually. So I had a number of disasters. I failed my motorbike test about four times. Mm-hmm. Um, you were a rubbish driver, weren't you? I remember. No, well, you it, weren't. You weren't. I was failing on the same time. And of course, not like a car lesson where you go back with your driving instructor. He says, well, this is what you're doing wrong. Yeah. And in the end, this instructor I'd had for about the third time, or rather the examiner, he said, I've had you before, haven't I? And I said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> three times. Mm. And he went, I'm not supposed to do this, but you're doing the same thing wrong. And obviously, you don't realise you're doing it. And it was to do with the crossroads. I wasn't looking in Left every single right. direction. What were you stopping. doing, just looking at your watch or looking like, straight ahead and pulling out? put my hand over my eyes like that and just went straight over. <laughs> oh, did you? And yet and you failed like doing that. that. No. And, he's, and then I passed the next time and he said, it's just, you know, it's not your fault. You just obviously don't realise. Well, it was your fault. And whose else's fault was it? Well, the person who didn't train me. Who didn't train you? We, I went on a course. Did you? I didn't yeah. bother. Anyway. <coughs> but yeah, the thing where he jumps out in front of you with a clipboard and holds his arm out oh, to stop you. Well, my bike had gone wrong and I borrowed Simon's motorbike. Yep. Um, and his brakes weren't really that good. Didn't work. <laughs> his bikes didn't work. So the man jumped out with his clipboard in front of me and then had to jump back very quickly, so I went skidding back. And you failed that one? I didn't pass that one. No. And then also, because they send you off on a figure of eight, effectively. Yeah, yeah. And he said, go left and then go right. Anyway, I got, I, I got, I was so scared and nervous that I'd forgotten where I was going and I got lost. Really? So I was riding around on my bike. Two and a half hours later. I, you rang up and said, I've gone home. Have I passed? <laughs> I saw him and I pulled in and I said, uh, and he sort of said, where have you been? <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, I've I gone. forgot I had an appointment with the doctor. I got lost. Did you pass that one? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I got the adventure. You so did. I'm going to buy a great big super bike soon. Yeah. I, go on the back. Just I think know. I'm going to get one. Oh, no, don't. I'm getting a GSX-R Thau, I think. We'll kill ourselves. Yeah, because we'll ride differently. Yeah, right. Um... Uh, what's the name's got one next door? Dan's got one. Dan! 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 Dan. Dan's got one, yeah. He's got a... What's he got? A CBR 600. Simon had bought an R1 a few years ago. Yeah, I had an R1, didn't I? Till uh, 2003, I... 2005, we weren't friends in 2003. We were going through our lean period. Oh, we went through our... Yeah, <laughs> our splitter. It's strange. It's, yeah. Did he? What colour was it? Blue? Yeah. Yeah, mine was blue. Um, what model was it? Was it normally aspirated or injection? Oh, I have no idea. What, what year was it? 2002? Because no that was the last model they did. I know he got rid of it oh. after he got banned. <laughs> did he? <laughs> I think he got... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he said, he, you know, I mean, I can drive a car quite sensibly, but when we were little girls, yeah. we didn't seem to have much control over our... We had no bodily functional control at all. Riding abilities, and we were a bit mad, weren't we? Exactly. Time for another ad break and then a song. We'll be back after this on 7FM.
On average, two people over 65 die in a house fire every week. Please, test their smoke alarms regularly. Fire kills. You can prevent it. That Change for Life is all about the small changes we can make to help us live healthier lives. Like being a bit more active every day. Things like getting off the bus a stop early and walking the rest of the way. Or taking the stairs rather than the lift all make a difference. It gets the heart working and helps reduce our chance of serious health problems like heart disease and stroke. As well as feeling healthier, it makes us feel better. It doesn't have to be hard work. For more ideas to get going every day, search Change for Life online. To advertise on 7FM, email us at radio at 7FM.com. Music and news for South
Tiesto Red Lights Original. Nice song. It's dance hour on 7 FM this morning.
You're back with us on the Seven Ball Breakfast Show. That was a bit more upbeat, that wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, we wanted to have a little chat, didn't we? Oh, hang on, what's this in the background? This is satire. Sitir. Oh. Sitar. You're going to divide the Swedish contingent it's with this called, item. It's called Matar. So Veronica loves it. Yeah. Megita hates it. Mm, I love it. You hate it. But which is right. Which, which, is, which is right. Does anyone made a find out? It is, yes. Play oh, it. <laughs> Put them in a ring and whatever happens, happens. So I was just... <laughs> so I was just... Another one of your dreams. So I was just um, complaining about the webcam, wasn't I? Which seems to have you in the middle of it and my hand. Exactly. <laughs> it is. I don't know why it is. I've got my Gloucester rugby shirt on. And um, I need to get a wide angle one to get yeah. your head in. And, and Mandy. <laughs> Mandy? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Oh, no, I didn't say you did. You just did. I won't repeat what you said because I never said anything. <laughs> you can't repeat it. Legally. <laughs> Sorry, I have a very <laughs> bad sense of humour. Yeah, no, it's true. I did say something, but it was only a joke. Um, <laughs> she won't be listening anyway, so Mandy. There you go. True story. So we're going to get a bigger bigger um, webcam. Yeah. Something on the studio outside webcam. Um, oh, yes. Happened overnight. Your security system. Oh, hang on. Yeah, it did. Something happened. Something appeared um, on the... Well, something appeared on the camera at about three o'clock this morning. And I think it was... It wasn't Phil Meek, I don't think. Was, was it, it Phil Meek? Was it Phil? Was it you, Phil? It was, yeah. No, what it wasn't me. What would I want to be on camera for? You the only different. camera I like is real ale. Oh, oh, very good. Very, very good. Very good. I need to send I, you something. I just had well. a pop in this morning and say hi. Yes. Um, stop knocking yourselves. You're really great. The way your presentation is good. Your content is good. <laughs> it's a great breakfast show. No, oh, we can't handle this, Phil. We can't handle compliments. Oh, no, Andy's freaking no, out. I'm going, I'm, I've just wet me pants. i got my fingers in my okay. ears and I'm going, oh, la, 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 la. I'm not coming to use that studio if you wet <laughs> pants. That's very kind of you, though. I need to send you a link to something as well, because we've got this new dial-up, not dial-up, but it's called um, uh, IPTDL or TLD. Have you heard of that? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, we've yeah, got... I've heard a... something of it. We played around with something like that with a station in the forest. Well, we've got, we've got, we've got, um, uh, we've got an account now with two names, so I'll email you the name, the, the, the access, and then one day we'll try it over here because it's actually will sound like you're in here. I mean, Skype is good. I have no idea yeah. what you're on about. But is this some sort of um, <clears throat> ISDN? Oh, just go back to playing with your boats. Yeah, just go back to playing with your boats. Just go and get a for that. Go for it. Why do you go for a long run on yeah. short pit? No. Oh. no, no <laughs> get the kettle on. After get all those nice on. things I said about him as well. I know. I know. I, know. I love you, Paul. <laughs> so what have you, you been up to then, Arfield? I'm trying to catch up on my sleep. Well, I'm looking at my front garden. I need to get out there and do that. Obviously, last weekend was busy down in Kent. It was real nice weather, like it is today. So, um, perhaps the sun signs on the righteous, and it's you guys today. Oh. What, what's the weather like then? Because, as you know, there are no windows in this studio. Because um, it's a little bit of white weather. cloud up there, but the sun is breaking through, and there's a lot of blue underneath it. It was a little bit good. chilly first thing in the morning, but I think we're going to have a good day because everybody's going to be sat in watching the rugby, aren't they? Of course they, they are. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be? Absolutely. Indeed. And then this evening, I'm off to the Playhouse Theatre in Cheltenham. Wow. Ooh, what time you on stage? To see at? a lady called Barb Younger. Oh, what's she like? Younger. Sorry? What's she like? What's she do? Um, she's a singer. Um, oh, she's been around quite a few years. She's just released an album called Hard Rain. It's the songs of Bob Dylan and Leonard Cohen. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. That, is that going to be a cheerful evening, then? Sorry? Is that going to be a cheerful evening? No, she does evening? a different take on them. She doesn't do them all the more. Not the dreary, dreary. She livens them up a bit. Oh, cool. So I'm uh, looking forward to that. Are you going to get backstage with her and get an interview with her? 
I beg your pardon. I will take my little um, Zoom thingy along. Good and man. if I do, I do. Good oh, man. Bust a euphemism city here. And, and then next Friday, there's a real great gig on in Tewkesbury for all those people out there that are looking for something to do on a Friday night if they're not listening to me. Yeah. It's a young lady called Lisby Stainton. She's appearing at the Roses Theatre. She's got an album out called Word Games. It's doing very, very well. Yeah. And uh, she's about 25 years young. So, um, And she's got a good band and it's interesting songs. And Bob Harris raves about her. Oh, really? See, yeah. this is why he's Whisper. professional. He, he, he knows he, it all, doesn't know he? Yeah, Phil. you I'll do, Phil. Yeah, definitely. No, I don't. I don't know much. I, <clears> when I listen to other people, I think, oh, my God, you know. No. Pete Street wasn't in this week because he was at the races. Did you notice that? I know. I would if I'd have had time. I'd have sat in for him. You could you have know. done that. But oh. um, yeah. but um, we've got Alex back on Sunday. Yes, we? he's coming back Sunday. And then we've got Jim. Jim's going to be starting in a few weeks as well. Um, I've got a bit more technical stuff to do um, before we have any more in because um, I've got to do some. I've got to build a new rack and put the PCs all in there because at the moment they're off and they don't like being turned off. And I've just turned them on this morning. They didn't like it, did they, Paul? No. They, they sort of whistled. And, oh, what's that picture of, of you just come up? Where? I don't know. What That's is it? What is it today? Near a blue tent. It's like you with your arms to one side going... Oh, oh. that was me at the Cambridge Rock Festival last year, um, um, just about to go and in, do an interview with Hazel O'Connor. Oh, re did you really? What was she See? like? Very friendly. Very nice young lady. Fantastic. Brought up in Coventry. Uh, left home about the age of 16. She used to live just around the corner from where my auntie lived in Coventry. Did and she know her? Her, her mum had a shop in the same part of Coventry as my uncle had. And wow. she used to go to the same chip shop as I used to go when I used to go up there oh, called Chippy Moors. Great might! <laughs> that wasn't a very good Coventry accent, actually. I won't ever is do this, it again. Is this the Radio Caroline? Is that open doors, isn't it, Radio Caroline? Because everyone's heard of it. It's um... <laughs> Yeah. Where 7 FM is like, what's that? It's an internet. Why is it FM? No, no, I think they, they're, <laughs> they're people are beginning with the likes of Trevor out there pushing the name yes, forward. He it's, does, doesn't uh, he? It's, uh, that's opening up as well. Oh, you're with 7 FM. Oh, we'd like to come and talk to you that's or good. things like that, you know. It's anyway, good. we're going to be talking to Lily Allen soon. Yeah. Oh, she's got, uh, she's sitting in on Radio 2 next week or the week after, yeah. isn't she, for somebody. And then Brilliant. she's sitting in on 7 FM the week after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, when you're in Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Well, in fact, why didn't you come to Sweden with us? Indeed. Oh. There we go. That'd be great. Hey, we've got the news coming up in a sec, our Phil. So we're going to have okay, to love I'll you and leave you. Have and a good job. Keep it up. And you're you, really mate. Good. Nice and, one. Um, Thank you, Phil. You know, we catch you soon. We will see you very soon. Take care, mate. Love you. Bye. Bye. He's great, any he, Phil? He is. Well, we're going to take a news break now. We've got Kate Bush coming up afterwards. We'll be back after this on 7FM. Across Gloucester and around the world at 7FM.com. You're listening to the 7 Ball Breakfast Show with your host, Andy Clark, and his hangers-on, Paul Ryan Alcock, on 7FM. 7FM. Yeah. 
Bit of Kate Bush there on 7FM. Alex H has just tweeted, say, we, we, we tweeted. We tweeted. I can't even say it properly. <laughs> He's re- retweeted. Uh, well, actually, let me read it what he said, because it's easy to read now. Mentioned by Alex Huskinson, 7FM loving a bit of Kate Saturday morning. I assume he means Kate Bush. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, thanks, Alex. Um... He's probably blushing now. Yeah. Good songs, though. We like Kate. We, we like, like Kate. Well, I used to be obsessed with her when I was a little girl. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, well, when you were a little girl. Yep. So if I said to you the word pong, what would it, what would you, what word would come to mind? Ping. Oh, right, okay. Would that be the right word? It could be. Yeah, so ping. Pong, <laughs> even. <laughs> in the air. It's Eurowhiff, apparently. Have you noticed it? I have. I noticed it this week. I thought it was either the, either the new vacuum cleaners but not been working properly, <laughs> or Karen's deodorant doesn't work. I only noticed it when I came here. Uh, did you really? <laughs> how, how strange. Well, it says here, a foul smell detected in parts of England and Wales is being blamed on easterly winds bringing farming or industrial smells across the channel. Labelled Eurowith by the Met Office, the source of the smell, alternately described as sulphur and manure. It's not got the same ring to it as Eurowith, <laughs> no, is no, it? No, no, no. It's under investigation. The Met Office said it's had hundreds of calls from the public looking for information about the odour. The BBC News website has received more than a thousand emails about the email about the smell. Sorry, uh, readers have reported a range of sulphur and manure-like smells hanging over large parts of England, particularly Kingsway, near where <laughs> Barry Kirby lives. <laughs> uh, that, that last bit I, was true. The first <laughs> bit was made up. No, the last bit was made up. The Met Office's Sarah Holland said. Basically, over the last few days, we've had a fresh, strong wind from an easterly direction. As a result, some of the air is coming from continental Europe. Normally, our winds are westerly, coming off the Atlantic Ocean, bringing the smell of fish. Or no, <laughs> she, I made that bit. Or no pollution with them at all. So there you go. So, so are we we blaming the French then, basically, are we? Oh mon Dieu, ce n'est pas bon, hein? <laughs> ce n'est pas bon. Le smell est en le France, isn't it? Maybe le, le premier thé anglais. Yeah, le chat de dans la table. <laughs> le siège est. <laughs> That's, um, what's his name, isn't it? Um, oh, oh, haven't you ever heard that sketch? Who's that? Oh, what's his name? Old, um... Oldham. Oldham, Oldham. Oh, come on. I don't know who you mean. He's gone. Is this a comedian? Yes, the one who's a bit left-wing and goes like, hello, and then and then you get stabbed. Oh, oh, yes. He's left-wing. Ben hey. Elton. No, not that left-wing. Um... <clears throat> What's he look like? Oh, and then you then then, then then you walk forward and there's a knife. Oh, yes, a knife. Is he, Eddie is odd. Yes. <laughs> Did you get it from the impression? From the impression, yeah. Fantastic. I just said Ronnie Barker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, he um, he does that fantastic French thing, because he goes back, doesn't he, and ret- re- returns to previous bits of his content I don't in a really very clever way. Oh, he does. Very well. But the, 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 le siège, it's like in the... Re- Do you know any French? Yeah, the monkey's on the, monkey's on the table, <laughs> the cat is in the house. It's like... <clears throat> but he brings it... It's very funny. Good. Very funny. It's funny, very funny. Yes. Very there funny. you go. So we are blaming the French. We are blaming the French. French. Yes, we are. We are blaming the French and a bit of Spain and maybe a bit of Portugal. That's right. Yeah, fine. Indeed, indeed. Spread the blame around. Yeah, exactly. Well, you've got it really, haven't you? But to be honest, I mean, it's a strange... It is a strange thing, though. Smells coming across the sea. You wouldn't think that would happen, would you? Well, I suppose... Well, well, obviously it can happen. Well, it has happened. I haven't noticed any smells, though. No. At all. Well, we we actually thought it was fish manure because Rich uses that. Right. I don't so know why he doesn't use shore like everyone else. 
<laughs> Did he rub it under his arm? Yeah, he does. No, he, he uses fish manure and stuff like that, and, and horrible smelly cat you, dog entrails and horrible smelly how things. How do you collect fish manure? <laughs> I mean, where'd you get it? Well, no, I think get it's it from. bits of fish, yeah. I think. Oh, not fish... Well, like if you, yeah, that's what I thought you meant. How would you do that? Well, that's my question. How would you collect it? Oh, I don't know. Fish nappies. <laughs> fish nappies. If you know how you fish manure... You get them from Bird's Eye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that bloke with the pipe and the hat. That's him. Yeah. Captain Bird's Eye. That's him. And his new Didn't... fishy nappies. <laughs> if, you know, if you know what fish manure is, you can email us on at studio at 7fm.com. If, really t- if you really want to. You could send us a photograph of you with some fish manure <laughs> by texting it to 0773 629 Normal rate supply, whatever they are. £500 a second, 25p, whatever it is. Oh, who knows? Oh, wow. If it's an iMessage, it's included, isn't it? I, yeah, apparently so. Mm. If you've got an iPhoneings. I wish I don't. Yes, so what else have we got coming up? <clears throat> We've got Ollie Smith, who's coming up uh, at half past nine, and we're also going to talk about, um, well, we should talk about Labour stalwart, Tony Benn. Should we do that now? Oh, yeah, Tony Benn. Sure you're prepared. has um, unfortunately died at the age of 88. Yes. Former Cabinet Minister and veteran left-wing campaigner Tony Benn has died at home, his family have said. The 88-year-old former Labour MP has been seriously ill. Mr Benn became an MP in November 1950 and served in the Cabinet under Harold Wilson and James Callaghan. A major figure on the left of the party, he narrowly missed out on the deputy leadership in 1981 and was a popular public speaker, anti-war campaigner and political diarist. In a statement, his children, Stephen, Hillary, Melissa and Joshua, said Mr Benn died peacefully earlier yesterday morning at his home in West London, surrounded by his family. Ian Watson takes a look at his life in this short clip. He does, and I had the wrong bit lined up there. <coughs> what were you saying, Phil Meek? Yeah, <laughs> very professional. Um, yeah, let's, let's have a listen to what um, what he's got to say, what um, Ian's got to say about him now. support to those who do not or cannot or will not pay the bow tax. For much of his political career, Tony Benn was seen as a left-wing firebrand, indulging in what he called extra-parliamentary activity, or put simply, taking the argument for socialism onto the streets. His first victory against the establishment was when, as Anthony Wedgwood Benn, he refused to inherit his father's peerage in the early 60s so he could remain an MP, a battle fought not in the barricades, but in the courts and ultimately in the commons. You have defeated the Tory cabinet. You have defeated the House of Lords. As a minister in Harold Wilson's government, he was seen as a moderniser and a technocrat rather than a radical. He helped clear the supersonic Concorde project for takeoff. Wilson later said that Tony Benn immatured with age. Certainly he was one of the few politicians to become more left-wing in office. In 1981, after Labour's election defeat, he split the party down the middle, challenging Dennis Healy for the deputy leadership and losing narrowly. His critics say the divisions he highlighted helped keep Labour from power for almost two decades. He argued for nationalisation of the big banks, abolition of the Lords and withdrawal from the EU. The Humphrey Applebys of every country in Europe have got together and they say, you can't do this, Minister, because we've agreed with the Dutch that if they do this, the Belgians won't object to what the Italians have said to the people from Luxembourg. 
so the minister has got no power anyway. In 2001, he said he was leaving Parliament to take up politics and was a leading figure in the campaign to stop the Iraq war. The popularity of his one-man shows where people across the political spectrum paid to hear his thoughts confirmed that he'd completed the journey from dangerous radical to national institution. He was also a prolific diarist, a chronicler of contemporary events. And just last year he told the BBC that he remained convinced that politics shouldn't be about shoddy compromise. My mother said to me once, she said all decisions, including political decisions, are basically moral. Is it right or wrong? Tony Benn often declared that politics should be about policy, not personality. But today Westminster has lost one of its most distinctive and distinguished figures. There you go, a very quick look at um, some of the accomplishments of Tony Benn. Interesting, he certainly divided people, didn't he? Oh, yes. He was a Marmite man, wasn't he? He was. You either loved him or hated him. But the general consensus seemed to be now that, you know, whether you loved him or hated him, he, he kind of, you know, was a man of his principles, he stuck to them. Mm -hmm. He was what he was, and, what you know, he sort of whatever you... What's the expression I'm looking for? You see what, what you see is what you get. Wizzywig. Yeah, Wizzywig. 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 Anyway, so there you go. Yeah, true. Indeed, indeed. Should we play another song, or do you want to talk a bit? Uh, well, I don't know. We could do an ad break, actually, and then play a song. Oh, Should yeah. we do that? Go on, then. That seems to be the rules, and hopefully I'm going to press all the right buttons, because it's what I do. <laughs> Music and news for South This is Andy Henley, and every weekend I raid my music collection to play you the biggest songs of the past and introduce you to the best of today's current hits. I call it Big Ones. And New Ones, and it's a real roller coaster of a music ride. Songs you haven't heard for a long time, songs you've probably forgotten about, and songs that will be future hits. Saturday mornings at 10 on 7FM. In your lifetime, you'll spend around 5,000 hours in the supermarket, 1,700 hours brushing your teeth, and 150,000 hours watching the telly. All we're asking you for is one. We need volunteers to donate an hour of their time to help collect money for the Great Daffodil Appeal. The money you raise will help Marie Curie Cancer Care nurse terminally ill people in their final hours. Simply visit the Marie Curie website to sign up. The hour you donate could help someone in their final hours. To advertise on 7FM, email us at radio at 7FM.com. Music and news for Sad Gloucester. 7FM. I call it magic When I'm 
Cut me in two, two I'm a the search party i'm here it's one minute past eight and this is alan partridge brilliant it's not really so red white rosy or sparkling when it comes to wine it appears that the uk is stuck in a rut with most of us drinking the same brand or style of wine week after week is that true for you andy well yes i do it's red and i drink lots of it there you go uh so we still prefer white and even better if it's sparkling i'd go with that yeah but the average british wine drinker knows just three types of wine and is too unconfident to try something new uh, research published today by P&O Cruises revealed an in-depth look at how we choose our wine. More than half of us, 60%, say we enjoy trying different wines, yet almost a quarter, 21%, stick to the safe bet and always order the house wine. 
when dining and drinking out. That's because it's cheaper. Yes. Uh, it appears that we see the Mediterranean is having the creme de la creme of wines, with an overwhelming 47% then saying they would like to see more choice of wine from these countries and prepare to pay up to £10 more than for new world varieties. That's quite a lot. Mm. Uh, when it comes to wanting to experiment, British wine drinkers like to see lots of choice on wine menus, and around half, four in ten, of us prefer a long red wine list rather than white. Uh, respondents say they enjoy trying different wines are the most likely to ask a sommelier or wine waiter, to say that correctly, advice when choosing a wine, but most still make the decision themselves. 44% of those who said they know nothing about wine, but like trying new ones, did not ask a sommelier for advice when choosing from the wine list. Wine expert Ollie Smith says that we should all be more adventurous when it comes to choosing a wine. Without any extra cash, for example, if you have Pinot Grigio, oh, Grigio, Grigio, how yeah, do you say Grigio, it? Pinot Grigio. Grigio. From Italy. Try other refreshing Italian grapes, varieties such as Verdecillo. Or if... <laughs> or, thank you. Or if you're a fan of Sauvignon Blanc, how about a glass of zippy French Picu... <laughs> Why am I picking this second you piece? give me... I would say P- that's... People de Pinay. Yeah, that's Which, close, apart from being utterly delicious, is also a total steal. He champions trying new wines by the glass in his new glasshouse wine bar on Pin... P&O Cruises allows holidaymakers to try up to 40 wines by the glass. God, that's a good evening. It is. <laughs> from a wide range of countries and regions. TV presenter and wine expert Ollie Smith is a regular on art TV screens, presenting the Secret Supper Club and Iron Chef UK for Channel 4, and regularly appearing on BBC One's Saturday Kitchen, BBC Breakfast and Great Food Live. He works with P&O Cruises and the multi-award winning wine bar and restaurant, The Glass House on board the M. Mazura. Is that right? MS Azura. MS Azura. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. His new second wine bar and restaurant has just opened on board Ventura, and Ollie also blends the house wines for the rest of their fleet as well. Smith also creates the wine list for Marco Pierre's White, uh, White's Ocean Grill across P&O's fleet uh, as well, which is absolutely fantastic. He was on Radio 2 last week on Steve yeah. Wright as well. Good stuff. Did you know that? Uh, I do know, yeah. Oh, right, OK. Well, let's have a listen to what Ollie has to say about his love of wine. My name's Ollie Smith, and I love wine. Are we wine lost when it comes to the wine list? You know, this is a great question, and I'm really surprised by the research that's come back because I believe that in Great Britain, people are amazing at choosing wine. We have such an incredible range on the UK supermarket shelves. We've got incredible local independent wine merchants, and, of course, we've got an amazing range of fabulous chefs and restaurants. I think, actually, we're very adventurous, but it seems, according to this survey, that 60% of us say we enjoy trying different wines, but apparently only about a quarter of us uh, really stick to the safe bet. So we're not really embracing those wines that are out there. And I'm surprised because I think we're all very adventurous in our tastes. And, you know, you just have to look at every high street to see the different kinds of restaurants that are on offer uh, to know that we love uh, stimulating our taste buds. So my message would be there is a wine out there to suit every palate and every pocket. And I'm on a mission to find a wine that will absolutely delight you, whatever your favourite flavour. So if you said to me, Ollie, my favourite flavour, 
flavour in life is pickled onion flavoured monster munches. Or if you said, do you know what? I just really like eating capers or chocolate. I will try my best to find a wine in your budget from a place where you shop to suit you and to absolutely thrill you. And if you want to drop me a line at, at Jolly Ollie, that's my Twitter. I'd be more than happy to help. The wonderful thing about the Mediterranean is the sunshine. So if you think all along that southern French coast, you've got the coast of Spain, you have Italy, uh, round the corner you've got Portugal, which is producing incredible off-the-beaten-track wines, wonderful local grapes, some real bargains to be had there. You've even got phenomenal wines from Croatia, uh, Greece. Uh, these kinds of corners of Europe are producing, for me, some of the most stimulating, exciting wines, the most challenging flavours. You know, there's fantastic wines at the moment on the shelves in M&S uh, from Eastern Europe. They've got wines that you'll never have heard of, but trust me, if you buy a Croatian white wine from M&S, it's going to taste awesome. They're under 10 quid, and I salute them for their efforts. But equally, you know, you've got great value wine. So Aldi have got a Vermentino at 4 99 I can't fault it. It's just like a laser blade. It's so zingy and phenomenal. And for the Reds, I mean, Southern France, Languedoc, you think of those juicy, plump, easy drinkers. Uh, I'd give you a recommendation. Cuvée Chasseur from Waitrose, just over a fiver. Oh, it's just like sipping the summertime. Well, one way to find out a bit more about Medwines would be to uh, hop on board a P&O cruise with me. I'm going to be on board the Ventura uh, this May and July in my Glasshouse wine bar, and I serve about 32 wines all by the glass, so you can mix and match, experiment, taste different things, pair different wines with your meals, because we've got some fantastic food on offer there as well. And the coolest thing about it is that you can taste wines and actually visit the places that the wines come from. I think a lot of uh, the fun of wine is discovering why they taste the way they do. So partly that's to do with the place. You know, if it's a hot place, you're going to have big flavours, higher alcohol. It's going to feel like a big hug, underfloor heating for the soul. Uh, but equally, it's about the person making the wine. And there's always a story behind a bottle of wine. And when you pair that with a fantastic moment on a cruise with someone you love, with some amazing food, kicking back, enjoying the sunshine, my word, holidays don't get much better than that. And, of course, the Fly Mediterranean offer at the moment is phenomenal. It's great value for money. It's incredibly convenient because you join the ship right from the UK. You hop on board in Venice or Genoa. Just imagine that view. And as soon as you're uh, on board the ship, tuck into some amazing food and you visit some of the world's most iconic places. Rome, Dubrovnik, Florence, Ajaccio. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And you don't have to lift a finger. You sit in a chair and then stroll on board. I love it. The Glass House is something that I'm immensely proud of, and I've got to pay tribute to my team. Uh, the teams I've got on board Azura, Ventura, and uh, on the forthcoming ship Britannia, I'm massively excited by. I, I think the job they do, they've really embraced my mission to try and find a wine that delights whoever may come uh, to the Glass House. Uh, the key to it for me is serving wines by the glass. So we've embraced the idea of choosing wines that are a little bit off the beaten track. So I've got wines in the glass house that are from Japan, uh, from Mount Fuji. Uh, I've got a wine in there from Greece. I've got some really amazing hidden gems from Portugal. I've got fizz from Canada. I have some incredible white wine from India. And those are the sorts of experiences that people say to me, wow, you know, you've really, it's kind of extending the idea of travel because I love cruising because you look out the window, you see the most incredible places from the bar you get to go ashore meet people feel the place embrace the flavors on offer but when you're back on board it's that sense of extending your travel so yeah you've tasted amazing wine and you've just been to portugal and you're having a glass of portuguese wine well where's next so italy uh, and you can taste a wine from there but beyond the horizon those more exotic countries all over the world the spirit of travel is really at the heart of the glass house 
So if you want to find out more about Fly Mediterranean, uh, you can look online. Uh, P&O Cruises have a good website, but there's also a fantastic Twitter stream, Pando Cruises, or P&O Cruises. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Jolly Ollie. I'd be delighted to help you out. And with prices starting at 599 quid, I'll be on board Ventura in May and July, and I would be delighted to share a glass of wine with you on board. It'd be a pleasure to see you there. Music, news and information for South Gloucester. Show me. 7FM. We've had an email in from Marky Mark saying, Que va qui vous buvez ce matin? And my response to that, which wasn't very good, uh, is, uh, I think something <laughs> I along the lines Google of... Google Translate on your screen. <laughs> sorry. You've oh. ruined the whole day. I'm oh, sorry. I'm not going to bother now. Oh, no, I didn't know no, I was supposed to say that. Oh, no. Je bois rouge vin ce matin. Oh. Marky Mark. Why was the problem about me saying you got good... Well, it to make it look like I was fluent in oh. French. Well, anybody's tuned into the show, and no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> may we, may we. May we, Rodney. But I can speak a bit. I know, you, you're better than me. And the thing is, if if you... Um, there is a guy um, uh, called Michel Thomas, actually, who does a really good uh, series of different um, languages. I've got the Spanish and French ones. They're brilliant. Okay. Really good. He teaches you to... Th- to think it, but not necessarily be able to read it wow, and speak weird. it. And he reckons you only have to learn 600 words in any language to be fluent in it. Oh, my word. See, as you know, I've been learning Swedish for a while, and I find it so difficult. Yeah. So well, Swedish is weird, though, isn't it? I don't know. I just think I'm rubbish at learning any language. And yet their kids can speak it. What, Swedish? Yeah. They do, and they can all speak English as well, perfectly. Yeah. And as I said to you, I mean, uh, well, I don't know. You, you know, if you, And when we go to Stockholm, we'll find this out. Yes. You, even if you try speaking in Swedish, they answer you in English. True and story. And I did have that one thing. I was in a bar, and I, a restaurant, and I ordered in Swedish, and the waitress said, I'm really sorry. I'm from Northern Ireland. Uh, Northern Ireland. I don't speak any Swedish. No. So no, that was a waste no. of time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Why have we got Christmas music going in the background? It's not Christmas. It's Herb, Herb Albert. Anyway, wine. Yes. Um, do you know anything about wine? I do know a little bit. I know I like it, and I love red, and it's terrible because I can drink it like water. Can you tell the difference between the grapes? No, but I can tell a wine I like and I don't like. Okay. So uh, I went to um, a, I went to a wine tasting once that was put on, I think, the parent teacher. Uh, you'll put your tongue away. <laughs> um, it was on the Parent Teacher Association, ran a sort of charity one, and you had ten wines, and it was a blind tasting, and you had to... There was a big list of the different types of wines and what you were looking for, and, and he had to identify them from the smell. Now, Did I've he? never done this before, never, and I got about eight out of ten Did just you from really? the smell. I went, that's oak, and there's a bit of lemon in there. Oh, yeah, I, I can do that. Pepper. I can describe it. Yeah, 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 I can do all that. But apparently, uh, the people <coughs> on the table with me were going, uh, I didn't you've, know you'd done this before, and I went, no, I never. They went, you can't have got eight out of ten right and not done it without even tasting them. That's brilliant. So apparently I've got the nose for it. Mm. So I've got a nose as well, because <laughs> I, I can smell lots of things. I, I, I've, I'm cursed with with smells, actually, because <laughs> I... didn't I, like to say anything. No, because I can smell things that I shouldn't be smelling, and it's really? just, yeah, you only get close to people and they stink. Right. I can smell that. I can smell you. <laughs> I, I've showered. Yeah, no, I you did. I can smell what aftershave you've put on. Can you? What is Eau it? Oh, the cow. <laughs> oh, the <de> fish manure. <laughs> oh, <de> fish. <laughs> no, but I can. I can smell things. It's terrible. What's it's French a... for fish manure? Uh, fish is poisson. Google that. Okay, that, we could launch our own 7FM um, aftershave range. Oh, I've lost it. I can't be bothered. <laughs> fish manure, poisson. Fish manure, poisson. What's manure? Anybody know what the French MDF will know? Marky Mark. Oh, he knows everything. 
What's, what's French for manure? Yes. Email us, studio at severnfm.com. Oh, although we've got to be careful, because he'll just email a swear word in, and we'll say that on air. Yeah. That doesn't matter. We're not, in, we're not French anymore. <laughs> okay. So there you go. True story. Should we do the papers now? I think we Why should. Why don't we do that? So the Tony Benn um, tributes and Jet on Island are two of the main stories in the papers today on the 15th of March. Tributes to the former Labour MP and Cabinet Minister Tony Benn feature across Saturday's newspapers following his death at the age of 88 yesterday. The Independent carries a picture of the veteran left-winger on its front page, describing him as a rebel never without a cause. Tony Benn is also pictured on The Guardian's front page today. It leads story concerns what it describes as the shambolic state of the cooperative group and claims by the man tasked with overhauling the debt-hit mutual that its survival is at stake. The, final t- the Financial Times carries comments by Education Secretary Michael Grove made in an interview with the paper in which he hits out at the ridiculous numbers of old Etonians in David Cameron's inner circle. A scheme operating in Bulgaria allows non-Europeans to buy UK uh, or EU sorry, citizenship, entitling them to live and work in the UK for £150,000, reports the Daily Telegraph. <clears throat> The Eyes lead story says the Chancellor has rejected calls by Tory MPs to give middle earners tax cuts in next week's budget. However, the Times has a different story and a different take on this, reporting that George Osborne is preparing to head off the growing rebellion over the tax burden on middle earners by promising to stop more professionals from being dragged into the 40p bracket under a future Conservative government. And the Daily Mirror is another to feature a Tony Benn tribute on its front page, but it leads with news that investigators searching for the missing Malaysian Airlines plane say hijackers could have flown the jet towards remote islands in the Indian Ocean. The Daily Star describes the possibility that the Boeing 777 could be on a remote island as an amazing claim. And the Daily Express also focuses on the lines of investigation being pursued in the hunt for the missing plane, reporting that US officials say that pirates could have been behind the hijacking. The authors of a study published by a government advisory body that calls for GM crops to be fast-tracked into the UK have links to the industry, the Daily Mail reports in its front-page story. And the Sun reports Britain's Got Talent is caught in a favouritism row after a band championed by pop music impresario Louis Walsh advanced into round two of the TV show. The programme denied there had been any special treatment. There you go. You've heard it all on 7FM there. You certainly have. Ah, right, okay. I think it's time for a quick ad break and then another song. Then we'll be back on 7FM. This is Trina, your chief flight attendant. At this point, we would normally show you where the emergency exits are. But we've decided not to. That's if there are any. There might be, or there might not. It would worry you on a plane, so why doesn't it in your own home? In the event of a house fire, it's vital you already know your escape routes. Make sure you fit a smoke alarm and test it once a week. Fire kills. You can prevent it. Oh, and you're not really supposed to smoke in the toilets, but as there's no smoke alarms, knock yourself out. Have you seen that change for life? It's all about small changes we can do to make us healthier. Whether you and your family want to cut back fat, watch the salt, make sugar swaps, get your five a day or be more active, Change for Life has something for you. To find loads of easy everyday ideas, just search online for Change for Life. Now. To advertise on 7FM, email us at radio at 7FM.com. Gonna do a bit of Farrell now. It might 
DJ in the world, but we can't. So here's Andy Clark at his Seven Ball Breakfast Show. 
Indeed. We're back, aren't we? We are. Uh, thanks to Marky Mark for emailing in. So we've now decided to launch a new 7FM uh, range of Aftershave that's going to be called Fumier de Poisson pour l'homme. Yeah. So that's great. Thanks for that, Mark. And the other thing I was just looking up, because, you know, while I was listening to the music, mm-hmm. so I hadn't realised, just shows what my how much my finger is in the pulse. <laughs> so we played Magic, the Coldplay song, um, which I hadn't realised is actually going to be from an album. So Magic was released on 3rd of March 2014, and it's going to be followed up with an album that's coming out in May. So if you're a Coldplay fan, the, the album's going to be called Ghost Stories. Um, the couple of reviews I've just read seem to say it, it borrows some of the good bits from old Coldplay and some of the good bits from new, so certainly going to be worth a listen, I think. So it's funny, isn't it? We're saying about Coldplay, they either, they're the Marmite band, aren't they? Do you so, reckon they are, though? Some, some of my friends just like... So Tim, who plays bass in my band, said if he ever has to play a Coldplay song, he's quitting. So you asked him to play one, yeah? Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> I keep every week, I go along and say, right, I've got a new Coldplay song for us to cover. <laughs> are you still here? And he hates it. <laughs> um, but I love them. I think you, if you're in the right mood, brilliant, I love them. I love Chris Martin's voice. So there you go. New album out, 16th of May, 2014, called, um, what does it, it's called? Ghost Stories. Oh, we've got a new follower. Have we? Yeah, Lily Allen. You are joking me. Yeah, I am, yeah. Oh. Did you go get excited then? I did. Oh. I was going to... Go up to Tesco's. Go and hang around Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly. It <laughs> Brockwood. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going in, buying yeah. one item coming out. Exactly. If oh. I did my week shop like that, <clears> I could be in there <clears> well, It would week. be a year shop, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a year shop. Got any Christmas crackers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd uh, to suggest I would hang around outside Tesco and wait oh. for Lily Allen. It's ridiculous. I would. <laughs> Definitely. Do you want to Yeah, I'll, can I come with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a very talented young lady. Ah, Fantastic. She is, absolutely yeah. brilliant. And she's local as well. Local. Local. Anyway, what are we going to say? We were going to talk about something. You were going to talk about. Um, well, let's talk about the mi- missing Malaysian Airlines. So, I mean, this is latest information from about an hour and a half ago. The communication system uh, was apparently uh, disabled, it says, yeah? That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. That's got to be... So, so the, uh, they're inferring, I suppose, that some sort of hijack then, potentially. Yeah. Or the pilots did it, or... They don't know, do they? That's the thing. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah. Do you want me to do the headline? <laughs> <laughs> Just read it out! I didn't know! <laughs> okay, missing Malaysia Airlines flight system disabled, the PM says... Uh, the Which PM? Our PM? No, no, the Malaysian PM. Oh, right. Okay. Just let me read it. Then okay, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Get me back. <laughs> the communication systems of missing Malaysia Airlines flight MH370 were deliberately disabled, Malaysia's Prime Minister Najib Razak has said. The new evidence based on satellite and radar tracking of the plane is now consistent with the deliberate action of someone on the plane, he said. Uh, the investigation is now entering a new phase, focusing on the crew and passengers on board. The plane disappeared a week ago with 239 people on board. Uh, the Kuala Lumpur to Beijing flight last made contact with air traffic control over the South China Sea to the east of Malaysia about one hour after takeoff. Mr. Razak told a news conference that the new satellite evidence shows with a high degree of certainty that the aircraft's communication systems were disabled and then it changed course, flying west back over Malaysia. These movements are consistent with the deliberate actions of someone on the plane, he said. Wow. That's weird, isn't it? See, if it was a caravan, so we got our hobby caravan, <laughs> yeah. we got it uh, micro-dotted. Have you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we it? haven't, because I haven't done it yet. I've got the kit to do it, as I haven't done it. You've got to put this little dot somewhere. Okay. And then they can go and scan it. So why right. didn't they get it? Michael thought it was only 70 quid. <laughs> but do you think... So all these people who have assumed it's crashed... And all this technology. And all that grieving. And they could have flown off and landed somewhere, in they the could. Though. It could have been stolen. They could have stolen it. It could have been someone seeking asylum or whatever, I guess. You know, who <clears> knows? <throat> uh, you, you imagine stealing a, seven fo- a 777... Yeah. ...and then breaking it up. 
for bits. Seriously, is that <clears> not? <throat> would they? Would you do that? Well, are you telling me that there's some somebody offered an out? I mean, I suppose they got if they ground off the serial number. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's going to stand out on eBay, oh, isn't it? Oh, car kit me. It's I'm saying s- stand out on eBay. It would do, wouldn't it? For sale, one uh, seven uh, seven it's, seven. It's for, I want to know. I want to know. Uh, well, I, I mean, it's terrible th- for the people who are left behind. Is one not knowing what's happened to their loved ones? It's but horrible. If they have flown off somewhere else with the two hundred and thirty-nine passengers and landed safely, those two hundred and thirty-nine passengers are going to appear somewhere, aren't they? Well, have you seen Lost? Uh, I've seen some of Lost. Well, yeah. I've watched all of it. Right, and as far fetched as I found it, have you got the box set? No, oh, I've got sorry. some of it. Okay, um, I do find it bizarre. Especially with... Uh, some of it's far-fetched in the sense that the island can move around a bit. Right. So that, you know, and they can go into some negative reality inversion and yeah. appear in another dimension. Yeah. That's a bit weird. But uh, the actual thought of the plane crashing on an island and them not being able to be contacted... I mean, you look at the Indian... Was it the Indian islands they were talking about? Uh, yeah, um... For the, your for glim. Yeah. yeah. That's India. I don't know the Indian islands, whether they're geographic close or they're owned by the Indi- oh, Indian. Is it, is it, oh, see, that just well, shows I, my ignorance. Well, no, it? I have no idea. I have no idea where the oh. Indian islands are. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's really weird, isn't it? And it's kind of really captured everybody's... I mean, I'm not saying people enjoy the stress of a plane missing, but no. it's captured everybody's, like, everyone seems to want to know what's happening. It's, it's our nature to want to wanna know things. We have to we have to make sense of things when we look at stuff, don't we? That's Absolutely. why, as humans, when we look at something, the first thing we do is try and relate it to something we're familiar with. Absolutely. Have you been on a plane that's disappeared? Uh, <laughs> yeah, not recently. No. It's horrible, though, isn't it? Yeah, it must be terrible for the relatives. Definitely. That kind it's of not, not knowing is almost worse than knowing it's crashed and they can kind of deal with that and move on. But wow, yeah. Closure and all that. But I still cannot believe, with all the technology and all the sat- satellite technology and capabilities and radar and radio and phones and things that... Oh, I don't know. Just but I suppose if they turn the communication systems off deliberately, and if... I mean, if you've got a phone, you'll know this. So if I left my mobile phone on in an airplane... Yeah. It wouldn't pick up a signal from a cell <coughs> tower, would it? Not at 30,000 feet. No, so you can't track it from anybody's phone. So no, but I, if it came down, if it was coming down... Oh, you might if someone's phone was on. It depends where it was. I mean, water, yeah. radio waves propagate across the water quite well because mm. they refract and bounce around, I think, from memory. I can't remember. I forgot my transmission principles now. But, um, you know, it's, it's something that... I don't know, it just seems... I don't know, something strange. Something strange yeah. going... You know, if you look at the reality of it, to me, the Bermuda Triangle equivalent of Malaysia, <laughs> yeah, actually, if that happened, would explain everything. It would. It would. But whether it's true or not, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Yes, there you indeed. go. Well, I like a bit of serious stuff there. For it, don't it do was. much of that, do we? Not really. No, we don't at all. <laughs> I think we're, 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 we've done everything we have to do. Have we? So we can just go if you want now. 9.53, why don't we just switch on the sustain yeah, now and just clear that. off? No, don't yeah. do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good fun again today. Good fun. Yes. So, what's happening next week, then? Have we got... Oh, I don't know. Have we got, we got the, anybody back? I don't know. They've not responded to my Google invite. Ah, oh, well, as you said, you know, Mandy's technically challenged, and <laughs> Barry's just a pain in the bottom. In the Kirby. <laughs> Kirbiness. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I wish he'd listen and tweet us or something. I'm missing him a little bit. Oh, don't. What's wrong with me? Oh, no, no. Am I, I not man enough for no, you? No, no, no. I love you in ways you would totally understand <laughs> and call HR about if we Come had Come on, HR. Mr. Wobblebelly, where are you? Yes. <laughs> Barry, why aren't you listening and tweeting us? He can't be. He'd be tweeting if I just I, insulted him. There's no way. He doesn't listen again either, does he? Doesn't do anything. Unless he's, he's not on. about me, me, me. I know. Well, what we should do is we should get the show sponsored by K-Sharp. Oh, yeah. We'd have to read out stuff about K-Sharp, man. Oh, God. But to be honest, if he wants to pay me money to do it, I will do it. Can Monkey Face sponsor the show? Yes, they can. Here's a 20p. It's £100 a month. Okay, we'll see what we can do. (laughs) 
Really? <laughs> no. no, right, okay. It's £200 a month. Ah, so yeah. And a free back rub. Thank you. <laughs> it could have been worse. From one of the donkeys at the back. Oh, Not dear. Hugo, because he's oh, let down. It's wrong, so wrong, so wrong. <laughs> So what you got? What's on for the rest of the day for you? Well, then? Karen has left me a note as you saw in the kitchen oh, saying, "Please that. sort the kids out." Right. Um, there's pizza in the freezer, and they're stuck up a tree. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's cats in the cradle, <laughs> and there's a rat in the kitchen. What are we going to do? <laughs> These are all songs, good songs. But no, that, to be honest, I, I'm just said to her, "Well, I will go out to Nando's. I'm going to take him out to Nando's." That's a real bloke's hopeless. You don't do cooking, there, do you? Of course. Like, do you mean I don't do cooking? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where... Je, je suis le chef. Oh, yeah. Is that another perfume we're doing? Yes. Je oh, suis le, le no, chef. No, but I do cook. I do like cooking, but I just don't because I don't have time. But then you work. You are the breadwinner, aren't you? I am a workaholic. Yeah. It's a great song, actually. Whereas Karen's just the sponger. She's a sponger, yeah. Sponges off your... She sponges... What? You can't <laughs> say that. I can't believe... I think it, but I didn't realise I was saying it Did then. I read that? I couldn't quite read your writing. Is no, that, say shut sponge? up. I never said that. You lie like a cheap watch. <laughs> <clears throat> You're not a sponge, Karen. No. You're listening. But she's she won't be listening because she's gone out. Well, she didn't, she's not interested in anything I do, so oh, she won't be listening to this. Yeah. Actually, I can say what I like about really? Karen. Do you remember Karen? Little short one? No. Looks like Brian May from behind. <laughs> I was just going to say that. You need a little... Every time you mention her, you need to play a little burst of a Queen song. <laughs> 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 oh, Barry's theme tune. Have you oh, got it? I haven't got it on here. Oh, but I will man. put it on for next week. That's funny. And then, when he comes in, I'll say, the man is back. And then we'll play it. Yeah. So we won't say anything about it. No, we won't. I found his theme tune based on a conversation we were having last week. Yeah. That'll be funny. Do you think you'll take it in the right... In the right spirit? What? No. <laughs> not, think just, not, not at all. Do you think he'll just wallop me one like he normally does? I expect he'll let you. He should pick on someone his own size. Well, if he well, like a wrestler <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I know, I know. Well, it's his own fault. If he listened, we wouldn't be rude about him. Well, no, we'd be ruder, surely. Uh, it's true. But I wouldn't say anything in here behind his back that wouldn't say to his face behind the screen. Behind the screen. <laughs> what um, What are you doing today? Um, I don't think I'm doing much, actually. Usual. I have to take George to his karate lesson. yeah With the lovely Claire. That was Miss Piggy I just did then. Who had a baby and then was looked looked like she'd never had a baby two weeks later and was doing sit-ups again. It's just really? incredible. She's was it a small and... baby? Um, uh, well, it's kind of baby-sized. I don't know what... Yeah, I mean, was it six pounds oh, or was it eight pounds? I don't know. I don't know these things. I uh, see my, my feminine side. Now. That's my feminine side coming out. have a feminine brain. I oh, have, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's later. Um, and then I go and have a nice Costa coffee. Yep. With my friend Andy while his son's in karate and we put the world to rights and have a bloke's chat for now. I quite like that, actually. Wow. It's a coffee. Why not? And that's it. I might try and enjoy the sunshine a bit. Got to be done, mate. Take my clothes off and run around the garden. I think you should do that. I tell you what we're going to go out with today. We're going to go out with a bit of madness and baggy trousers. Cool. So it's quite short, this one. It's only two minutes, 31 seconds and short long. trousers. Yeah, they are indeed. <laughs> so I tell you what, it's goodbye from me, and we'll, you'll be, we'll see you next week. Absolutely, yeah. Looking forward to it already. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye.
Ask Gloucester and around the world at 7fm.com and 7fm.